Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Adam Spiegelman, and once again, I could not find any new guests. So please welcome back Adam Felber and Andre Dubachet. It's great to be back on your podcast, Adam. Underwear advertisements? No, 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 not yet. Okay. All right, hold on, guys. The summer is winding down, so I thought we could do a summer wrap-up type of episode. We love that idea, Adam. And, and knowing that you wouldn't be able to find any other guests, we've already written it. But I need to caution you. Word of warning. We are film critics who take our craft seriously, and we're not going to be sparing or insidery about this. That's right. The truth is a walnut, and we're here to crack it. That's right. So without further ado, Andre and I are pleased to bring you our very important, very serious, highly critical summer movie wrap-up. Brought to you by Underwear. Nope. I thought you said this was a podcast. It is, but I don't have an underwear sponsor. Oh, okay. So not a podcast. Got it. Fine. Whatever. All right. Why don't the two of you take us through all the great summer movies of 2023? Thank you, Speaks. Here we go. 2023. Only two movies came out this summer, and they were both great. Without a doubt, 2023 was the summer of... Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Yes, Barbenheimer. Barbie and Oppenheimer ruled the summer of 2023, and lucky for us film fans, they were both masterpieces. With very similar themes. Wait, hold on. Do it. What themes did Barbie and Oppenheimer have in common? The destructive nature of man. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that, all right. Actually, that makes sense. I thought you were going to say mm -hmm. something like insane. Like, Well, we are now. The other theme those two films had in common, waiting to see Florence Pugh's boobs. Or pubes. 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 It's great. We're off to the races. We sure are. For both films, the audience is wrapped with anticipation. The entire time they're thinking... Will we get to see Florence Pugh's boobs? In Barbie, the answer was a defiant no from genius filmmaker Greta Gerwig. What a masterclass in twisting audience expectations. She didn't even cast Florence Pugh in the film. And it sure paid off. Her boobs, or Pugh, boobs, or poops, pubes, were nowhere to be seen. Because she was not in the film. Genius! In Oppenheimer, however, Florence Pugh is in the film, significantly increasing the chance of her boobs being in the film as well. And, spoiler alert, you see her boobs. And spoilers. Yes, indeed. Her perky nip jerky is pop, pop, poppenheimering all over the place. Spoiler alert. Until she commits suicide or maybe is assassinated. The movie is unclear on this. And spoilers. Guys, wait, stop. You're not supposed to spoil parts of the film. Our, our listeners haven't seen all these movies yet. We know. That's why we say spoiler alert before the spoilers Spoiler alert! In Barbie, Rhea Perlman plays a nice ghost. And spoilers. All right, I'm sure my listeners have, like, white lightning-fast hand-eye coordination. They can skip all those spoilers. Underwear. No. All right, all right. So what did you guys think of the whole Barbaheimer phenomenon? I mean, at first, the films were pitted against each other. But then it was like the trend became people seeing both movies on the same day. Barbenheimer was a unique phenomenon that the movie business had not seen since Ghostbusters and Gremlins were both released on the same day in 1984. Grimbusters. No, no, no. Ghostline. Ghost. Neither thing satisfying to say. Indeed. Andre and I did Barbenheimer. Actually, we up and barb barbied. We saw Oppenheimer first and then Barbie. Right, and we heard about several other methods of seeing both films on the same day. Oh, yeah, like what? Well, there was Bar where you just walked out of the theater after the first half of Barbie, and that was it. Some toxic men used that method. There was Oppenbarbheimer, where some people would keep going back and forth into the wrong theater after their pee breaks. Some weirdos, also mostly men, used the Heimer, Heimer, Heimer method. 
Oh, let me guess. That has something to do with Florence Pubes' boobs. Spoiler alert. Yes. And spoilers. With the oppressive weightiness of the material, you'd think the mood couldn't be lifted even by the sight of a completely naked Florence Pugh grinding away atop Doc Op. But you'd be wrong. Talk about atomic bombshells. Kaboom. She helped me discover the element Bonarium, which is number 69 on the periodic table. But, spoiler alert, the 69th element is actually thulium. And, spoiler alert, wait, how can that be a spoiler? It's literally in every chem textbook in America. Well, it's wait, down there on the chart. Better safe than sorry. Anyway, in conclusion, boners. Those spoilers were brought to you by today's sponsor. Are you tired of your pants touching your penis? Then you need underwear. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Wait, hold on. Uh, hold on, guys, I'm getting a call. Can we stop recording for a second? No. no. All right, hold on, guys. He hello mm. oh yeah oh wow oh yeah okay great well that's great thank you so much i'm hanging up the phone now just so people know that i'm yes, hanging I up see the that. phone yeah 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 thanks guys for verifying hey guys i got great news that was a call from underwear they want to be my new sponsor oh woohoo! and that's called manifesting uh, well well i've been working on it for a while but you're saying it's manifesting yes so it has nothing to do with months and months so nope. no no it's just you guys saying you want it and you got it congrats well manifested i was supposed to say this with your first purchase of underwear use the code florence pew's character either commits suicide or was assassinated the movie is not clear on this all one word anyway is there any other movies you guys think we should do I thought Barbie and Oppenheimer were the only two films that came out this summer. Well, there's literally dozen films, Adam. I mean, did you see any other movie? Uh, we sure did. For example, rustling paper noises. You're not supposed to say that part. You're supposed to rustle some papers around to make it look like you were searching uh, for okay. something you wrote. Okay. I am, uh, I am now doing that. Uh, okay, here's one. We saw Fast and the Furious 10. Otherwise known as... Fast X! Ask your doctor about Fast X. Do you need relief from not having your butt fly through your forehead as you scream the word family at the top of your lungs with full scrotal force? The X in Fast X stands for ex-husband because when he realizes he can't make you come like the sight of a man surfing on the cabin of a truck, punching another man leaning out of the train that was just dropped from a plane, he is out of there. Welcome to the testosterone zone, compadres. Get ready to drink Adrenalade, which is adrenaline plus lemonade, like an Arnold Palmer with anger issues. That's what this movie is? Jason Momoa! You'll scream Momoa in a ridiculously racist Italian accent when you see actor Jason Momoa say words such as brother and dom, not to mention car and uncomfortable, which is what your groin will be due to his pecs and face. Your groin will explode with Momoanaise, which is mayonnaise with the name Momoa in front just joke his performance it's so visceral that you'll swear he was new the whole movie which he was not penis vin diesel he brings it and by it i mean all the charisma he can fit into those men's size seven shoes vin diesel his physique is not just a prototype model for manufacturers of roll-on deodorant <laughs> this movie is the 10th film ever no, wait, let me check uh, my notes here. Check your notes. Uh, uh, research. This is the 10th film in the Fast and Furious franchise. And as the 10th film in a franchise, it's a lot like the 10th slice of pizza you've stuffed in your face at a pizza party. Also. That sounds like you, like, authentically love that movie. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about a movie that's a lot different than Fast X. Yeah. This one is called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. More like Are You There, But It's Me, The Edge of Your Seat. This movie knows what you want, and that's gore. 
This movie is not for the faint of heart. If you can't handle a little blood, turn away! Do you remember when the elevator in The Shining opened and blood came pouring out? Me too. Who knew that that elevator was now between Margaret's legs? This movie was great. Period. Oh. Uh, uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What about The Flash? Did you see The Flash? Ooh, The Flash. Let's make this review fast, like the titular <laughs> character of the film, The Flash. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock, and... Go. Now, if I didn't love this film, which I did, I might make a joke such as more like The Flush, as in flush this movie down the toilet, which is normally what you would do with this crap, which is what this movie is. This movie is a flash in the pan, or a flush in the pun. Another joke I might make, if I didn't love this movie, which I did, is flash more like fish, as in fish out of water, as in this fish, The Flash, is out of water, but it should be in the water, specifically the water of a toilet, because it, the fish, parentheses The Flash, is crap. The guy who plays the main character seems like he might be insane in real life. Loved it. I never started the timer. Wow. Wow. All right, well, sound like you really loved it. You need to pay attention more. Life is an all-underwear ad, Speegs. So, let's move on. What about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? Ooh, I have to be harsh. It seemed like a project doomed for failure. How could anyone expect you to go on with the Indiana Jones franchise without Shia LaBeouf? And sadly, we have to report that the result easily joins the other four films as the best Indiana Jones film yet. Dial of Destiny, or as I like to call it, Didest. Oh, good nickname. Cool. Anyway, Die Death lets us explore a rugged, ragged terrain filled with unfamiliar crevasses and unexpected eruptions. But enough about Harrison Ford's face. It also takes place in Tangier and Greece. Fun, but back to Harrison Ford's face. That thing looks like a fried batter-dipped unpaved driveway. But amazingly, even though the hero of the 80s is now in his 80s, he's still a bankable star. And look out, because bankable meets bangable with Indy's new co-stars. There's Phoebe Walker-Bridge, whom we find desirable for her quirky statuesque charm. And Antonio Banderas, who we find desirable because we would like to have sex with him. All right, but what was the movie about? We have no idea, but we'll figure it out because we're going to go see that again and again and again because, trust me, this baby has old-timey summer blockbuster smash hit written all over it. Yeah, but it's already out of the theaters. Fantastic. All right, we've got time for one more, and then i got to get to my underwear ad. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, part one of two, the beginning of part one. Tom Cruise's level of youthfulness and buffosity is proof positive that a 61-year-old man can still look 20 years younger than Harrison Ford. Who is, in fact, 81. But truly, everyone's favorite pint-sized Scientologist looks fantastic. I do him. Me too. Emission? Entirely possible. Tom Cruise is short, but he's the bomb. Period. Are you tired of your pants touching your penis? Then you need underwear. In today's uncertain times, nothing is more certain than underwear. At checkout, use the promo code. Florence Pugh's character either committed suicide or was assassinated. The movie is not clear on this. All one word. With your first purchase of underwear, you get more underwear. So that's a pretty good deal. Right, guys, you were you were terrible. I, I don't know. Thank but uh, thanks for continuing to be my only guest. Spoiler alert. It was our pleasure. End of spoilers. All right. Well, that was the end of our podcast. Tune in next time for a completely different and well-suited set of guests. Nope, nope. It's going to be us again. 